The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Man alive, if you guys could only be a fly in the wall in the room when we're chatting before we start recording. We just spent, uh, what I'd say, about 15, 20 minutes just, just talking about random things. And let's just say it's sometimes the conversation off camera is better than the conversation on camera. Um, but fresh off uh, a holiday weekend where we, got, where we spent time with families, got presents, ate a lot of food, didn't work, whatever you want to call it. I delivered a lot of packages um, and everything. Uh, we are back and better than ever. Giovanni, Giovanni Sporting, it looks like a new shirt he got for Christmas. It's like Mandalorian. Uh, we're, we're, we're just about ready for Cobra Kai Season 4 to drop on Netflix. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. We got uh, so much to look forward to in the coming year, but the best part is the official New Year's that New Year special for shooting shit, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get on with the show. I just like it. I just gotta have a reason to play the beep every once in a while. So, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I start piling on the investment money. Well, 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 we are back. Uh, we've all survived the Christmas holiday, and we are getting ready to, uh, well, I would I would say drink ourselves silly, but I'm going to be spending New Year's with my wife and my six-year-old son and my nine-year-old nephew, so probably won't be drinking myself too silly, at least while the kids are still awake, and that's so. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of Shooting Shit, and joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts, my two partners in crime, my two my two ride, ride or die guys. Uh, we got the hot one, Jay Minacho, and we got the premier, Joey K. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Feeling absolutely fantastic. We're recording at a normal time, doing the Lord's work out here. It's the premier, Joey K. Fresh off a wild holiday. We barely survived. We made it through. There's toys and presents everywhere. Sweet Jesus, pass the Tylenol. Let's go. Hot one, how you feeling? Ladies and gentlemen, it is the holiday season. And to any and every Puerto Rican that listens to this podcast, you guys know this little white bottle is the lifeblood of all the Puerto Ricans during this time of the year. This is Puerto Rican eggnog known as Coquito. Listen to the pop right there. We're going to get it started here, pouring it out ever since Christmas Day. That's how we're doing. We are doing rummed up, full with wrestling, and good food. So, now that we've got all the pleasantries out the way, we have a year, another year, mind you, full of COVID to recap. So, let's go. All right. So, yeah, 2021 uh, is just about over and uh, definitely was an eventful year in the world of pro wrestling. From uh, fans coming back to uh, returns to uh, 
uh, jumps to fans other companies that we thought we'd never see. What's that? Fans leaving again. Fans leaving again. It's and coming, buddy. Just, look at look at day one. Well, I mean, yeah. I think that's that's also a mix of COVID and terrible product. But you know, what do I know? <laughs> You know the sad thing is you're 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 pretty accurate. You're pretty dead on with that there, Joey K. So yeah, so again, a lot of things happened during the year. Fans came back uh, to shows. Uh, I believe uh, AEW led the charge with their uh, limited uh, capacity seating at date when they were running shows out of Daly's place. WWE had uh, Russell marked WrestleMania this year as their return with uh, return to uh, having fans at the shows. We eventually got fans to come back to the Impact Zone, MLW, uh, Ring of Honor, and uh, that. And speaking of Ring of Honor, you know, they're officially on hiatus, but they definitely went out with a bang. And we're probably going to be spending some time talking about Ring of Honor and that. But just some of the things that kind of – some of the memories that, you know, from 2021 – that stuck out. Let's just talk about some uh, moments that happened this year. Just kind of just talk about some of the ones we liked. And to me, I, I, I when we talk about th- moments of 2021, I think you can't lead off with anything except the return of one CM Punk. Uh, he came back to uh, AEW Dynamite back in uh, mid-August. I, I believe it was they right they specifically rented out the United Center just for his, his return. It was obviously the worst kept secret in professional wrestling this year, and I think it was by design. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty obvious. Agreed. But just that the the pop he got at the United Center. I know a lot of pe- I know a few people that were there. Uh, a friend of uh, mine and Javonza Jordan was there. Uh, my guys in the two sweet cosplay group, uh, Nico and, uh, EJV were there. Nico um, owes me a drink. Nico, if you hear this, you still owe me a drink. I blew my vocals out for you. I need my drink, buddy. If I see him, I will let him know that and stuff. Oh, he knows. But, um, but I mean, just, just the, 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 the promo that he cut and it was just so from the heart and it just. It would look like I think it looked like he was kind of redis- he just rediscovered that long lost true love that he had been missing from his you know that he'd been missing from his life and he just seemed to be happy and he seems like he's having fun again. I mean, so many other things to talk about. Uh, Joey K, what's something that uh, stuck out for you in terms of a moment for 2021? Man, um, there's a lot. There's a lot. And you hit one of the big ones, the CM Punk return. You know, seven years is a long time in the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it might have been the worst kept secret, but, damn, it was amazing to watch. They gave him all the time he wanted. Um, he cut one of the all-time great promos, in my opinion, because it was very real and very honest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, we've seen this great return um for me you know the saga of ring of honor probably one of my biggest things for 2021 because since i pretty much am the resident ring of honor fan here uh, i know we all are but um you know i've been to plenty of ring of honor shows this year um you know it's like it's super bittersweet to talk about because some of the best live wrestling shows i've been to in a long 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 time we're all this year and they were all ring of honor shows. 
uh, including including Final Battle. Um, that was an absolute perfect ending, perfect closing, end of an era. Um, and it was super cool to – I'll mix this together. It was super cool to be back with other fans again. Seeing live professional wrestling with other fans who are really, like, yes. into it, really having a great time, that was such a big – um, such a big thing, you know. I've said this in previous shows. I think Ring of Honor, especially talking pandemic, um, Ring of Honor handled the pan- pandemic in one of the best absolute ways. They didn't cut talent. Um, they did everything they could to stay afloat. They they worked a bubble system similar to what like the NBA or NHL was doing. Um, yeah, you know, for COVID uh, protocols last season, and you know it worked. They and they gave us fresh new things. I mean. Uh, I should say new, you know, but they br- brought back the pure title. They gave us a great tournament. Yes. They reintroduced yes. a women's title and gave us a great tournament with that to crown a new women's champ. They brought talent in that was really um, guys that just deserve, you know, a good spot. I, I mean, they brought back, you know, returning stars. You know, you saw guys like Homicide come back, which is really awesome. But you saw guys who are really like on the rise, especially too, if you're, you know, GCW fan, guys like Tony Deppin, who are just amazing and deserve some, you know, they deserve to be out on your TV and on weekly programming compared to some of the product that we do have out there now. Um, Ring of Honor really, you know, without saying, you know, a farewell here, really produced this year they had some amazing content uh, and that was a big big highlight for me um throughout the year okay hot one what about you wipe a tear off right there for the ring of honor love yeah (sighs) i mean joey k hit one of my big ones man the return of fans um this year i was able to share a day with the premiere and the day with ddj you know it wasn't one night in china but i think it'll do just fine. I think we had just a great time. <laughs> Almost Fuck, get that image out of my head, bro. Come on. <laughs> well, actually, you didn't spend more. We just didn't get one day with me. You had two days with me. I had two. Yeah. Yeah. I got all out. <laughs> yeah. All out weekend. So, <clears throat> live events, being able to be with you guys, that was amazing this year. Um, to me, moments that'll stand out are those moments that shock you. Those moments where you're just like, holy crap, what did I just watch? Um, I was very lucky to be in attendance to maybe two of the best matches that were put on all year at two different shows. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing for me, and it's just because of my Mark Hart, you know, seeing a big heel turn fully realized in a title change and just the ultimate heel way to win a title when a man's family is in the ring congratulating and celebrating him since he's just become the top baby face of the promotion he's done everything he's climbed the mountain he has become the man to lose it to a animal a beast that is moose when he called his shot in and got the impact title off of josh alexander that stood out. And then, gentlemen, we're recording this behind the curtain. This is Monday night, the 27th, post-Christmas. I'm a double down. I love shocking title changes. So, here we go. 
Cody Rhodes taking out Sammy G, everybody's favorite, going into possibly a new heel Cody. Who knows? I think Cody Rhodes right now is heel Cody, but everybody is too much of a mark to notice. He's getting heel heat without having to necessarily be a heel. So I'm all for it. I love the title change. I love things that shock you, things that piss you off, things that we could debate up, down, left, and right. And that's what 2021 gave us with all the surprise debuts, with all the surprise title changes, you know, all the big things going on in the industry. It, it truly was a great time to be a fan. Welcome to Shooting Shit, where we, you can listen to the hot one go from kissing Moose's ass to Cody's ass in like the span of about two seconds. Yeah. Just, I mean, don't forget to cut the balls there. Hey, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's American but, balls you're talking about, sir. Oh, boy. So we have uh, Steve Rogers with America's ass and Cody Rhodes with America's balls. If you say so, I believe it. Okay. One of the other things I kind of want to talk about was, um, and you guys both, you know, talked about it with, you know, being able to go to shows with live fans and, you know, and that's been the best part. You know, I was fortunate enough to be able to hit up a couple of uh, indie shows earlier in the year, uh, uh, with uh, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, which is run by my very good friend, John Bullard. And uh, he's going to be bringing back the promotion in April, hopefully, if everything with, you know, COVID dies down and stuff. Um, and that, you know, I went to a show <laughs> earlier in the year, and then I went to a show, I think it was like February, or I can't remember exactly when, but then I went to a show in June that was about two weeks after I had my knee surgery and it was just, it was, it was just nice to kind of get out and just experience some kind of normalcy. But the big one was obviously again, which Jovan was there for uh, was all out because that was like the first really big show that I went to, got to go to where it was a full crowd and it felt normal. And not only being with, you know, other wrestling fans and like I said, a couple of, you know, being able to hang out with uh, Jovan for a couple of days and stuff, but just being able to share the experience of all out with some friends and some family that had come up from Indiana. Um, and then, you know, most importantly, uh, my wife, who's not a real big wrestling fan, uh, but she supports my love for, you know, pro wrestling. And, you know, most importantly, my six-year-old son who finally got to go to his first wrestling show. And what a first wrestling show for him to go to. Um, you know, he made it almost all the way through. I think he started fading about halfway through uh, the main event. And we were in an upper-level suite. And my wife didn't want to carry my six-year-old son, who's already about four, a little over four feet tall and about 40, 50 pounds, down a bunch of flights of stairs and then ha across parking lots to get to a car so as soon as he started fading she's like we're leaving and stuff which i don't blame her and that but just being able to again just experience shows mm -hmm. with you know strangers and friends and family and just it, it just it just it felt so good to get back to some kind of normalcy and we all talk about you know shows that we went to, uh, shows that we've seen on TV, things of that nature. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you guys, you know, real quick is your your favorite show uh, of the year. Be it, like We'll kind of make this a two-parter. Favorite show that you saw on pay-per-view or on TV and the maybe your favorite show that you went to live. Uh, hot one, lead us off. 
I was at a ton of shows this year, which is craziness. <clears throat> Let's see. All out, man. That that was something special. I was, you know, second row right there you were up close in person. Well, weren't you? Yeah. Double or nothing. Uh that was Jacksonville. And then uh Ring of Honor, Final Battle, and GCW shows and actually was at the GCW show with uh Mox and Gage. So I mean shit, I've seen I've seen some shit this year. Don't forget uh, Warrior Wrestling. Warrior Wrestling with the fantastic, fantastic Will Ospreay. You know, unfortunately, no Chelsea Green. But um, the real <clears throat> IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. Can't forget that. That's right. But I mean, uh, through through all these <clears throat> promotions that I have to pick, man, my my favorite show. I'm going to have to go with All Out. I mean, to see Minoru Suzuki come out and just popped me something fierce. To see Brian Danielson. To see Adam Cole. To see that cage match that the freaking Young Bucks and Lucha Bros went through. That was a war. Um, Ruby Soho. Yeah, Ruby Soho doing her thing. I mean, there's a lot of good and a lot of oh my god moments that came from that one show alone, which many might say is the best show of the year. Who knows? We'll see. We'll talk about it. But um for me, that's the best one I've been to live. Um seen on TV. I'm going to give rare love to the WWE. I really enjoyed the Saudi Arabia show this year. Yeah, I that was actually it was a really good one. I will yeah, go. I I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that. I don't know why, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Maybe it was the camels. But um, yeah, those would be my two, man. Uh Joey K, what say you? Well, I'm so glad that you guys love showing out that blood money. <clears throat> oh god, well, here he goes. He's holding Saudi Arabia. Um, no, honestly, um, I'm gonna reverse it a little bit. So for me, since I didn't get to go to All Out, that was my number one pay-per-view show this year that I that I saw or watched. Um, from the matches, you know, and this is something I really love. I'm just going to sidetrack a little bit. Something I love with AEW, you are not bombarded with pay-per-views every month. Yes. They brought yes. back the feel of the big four again where you have storylines that build and build and build. So by the time we get to these events, you're getting like great events. These, the, these men and women are just ready to go nuts and perform. And I love that feel. I love that vibe. Um, it doesn't feel like a house show. It doesn't feel like a Monday night or a Wednesday night or a Friday night. It feels like something special. Um, so for me, all out hands down, best pay-per-view, um, the matches, uh, really, really great. I mean, we saw some really amazing matches that night. Um, you know, and and Jovan already hit it. Like, you know, the debuts and the surprises. You know, we get Punk in-ring return after seven years. We get the double surprise at the end of not just Adam Cole, but also Brian Danielson. We get Ruby Soho in AEW finally, which is amazing. We get Suzuki coming out. 
to get this wild pop like they, that was just amazing to me i love it because you know I, I i'm a new japan fan myself so um that was huge but and yeah the tag team match the bucks and the lucha bros that was just a wild wild match um you know i loved it i i, I thought top to bottom it was a great show uh and looking back over the past year that was the best pay-per-view i watched on tv uh for in ring, you guys probably obviously already know. I'm going to double down on it as well too. Uh, Final battle for me was probably the number one. Is bittersweet as it was, the vibe in the arena was electric. It was awesome to be there for a part of it. Again, we got a lot of cool surprises, a lot of cool moments. Um, you know, from the from the Shane Taylor Kenny King match, which was just a wild, wild, crazy match, to um, OGK versus the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. FTR surprising and coming out the very end, you know, post-match and having a great brawl. Um, even even like the, the, I hate to say the term, smaller moments, but, you know, having Adam Scherer come out as the Titan um, with this yes. whole, um, you know, the whole control your narrative uh, with EC3, which I do like that gimmick and that storyline and, you know, people, you say what you will about EC3, but um, the guy really bought into himself and is doing something really cool with um, uh, the former uh, Wesley Blake, um, Adam Scherer's in it, and judging and, by... Uh, did, and, and didn't Killer didn't Killer Cross just recently uh, join up with them too? I was getting to that too. So <clears> you're going to have... You're going to have Killer Cross coming up through that. You're going to have um, the guys from Ring of Honor that night, Eli Isom. You're going to have um, Mecca himself. You know, you got some really, really cool things happening there. Uh, I think uh, Dak Draper as well, too. So that's something to look out for in 2022. But that whole night, that whole vibe, top it off with one of the best um, Ring of Honor title matches I've seen in a long, long time with uh, Gresham you know, going up against Jay Lethal. Um, it was just such a cool, cool thing to be a part of, a cool vibe. Uh, the whole night, like I said, as bittersweet as it was, um, that roster and that talent, they made the absolute most of it. And so to be part of that um, was pretty special. So that's going to be my best live show of the of the year that I was part of. So peek, peek, peek behind the curtain on this one, man. I was at that show, phenomenal show, but that next day – on Sunday, I was in Chicago at mm-hmm. Royal Wrestling, and Matt Taven was there. And, of course, I had to talk to him a little bit about the OGK versus Briscoe's match. And I'm telling him, I'm like, I don't know how you're still standing. Like, all you guys, you put on a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. And Taven just laughed, and he said there was some kind of feeling there. He goes, we were just – he was like, everybody was juiced. We were all pumped to be out there. He's like, I can't tell you how many drivers I took, but, you know, I – He's like, they pounded me to the mat. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, it looked like everybody took real mm-hmm. stiff shots. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, they, they were they were working pretty stiff in that match. I mean, being being up close, like, you know how close I was. Yeah. And um, a couple of those spots were literally right on the hard cam side, directly in front of me. And when I tell you, there was a spot when Taven came to the outside of the ring, I thought he blew his knee out. I mean, he was going so hard and fast, and the way he hit – um, the floor right in front of me and rolled into the barricade. Um, I legit just looked at him and I was like, holy shit, did he just blow his knee out? Like that was, 
that was pretty brutal just because he just was they were just going that hard um you know i i agree and i yeah the fact that he showed up at warrior the next day (laughs) i mean legend yeah absolutely i mean he's probably smelled like a million bucks but like jesus christ i mean (laughs) he had to be a little beat up he wasn't as bad as some of the iwc fans that show up to some of these shows i'll tell you that right now best smelling wrestler of 2021 matt team matt taven there you go that's the first award gimmick award from the premiere the premiere's best smelling wrestler of the year not even not even a fucking work that's a straight shoot 100 percent hands down there was no other competition. He's in the class all his own. There you go. There you have it. Our first award. Uh, Javon and I will each be giving out an award through sometime throughout the show here as well, too. Uh, for me, I'm going to flip-flop what Joey King had to say. Best show I went to live was All Out 2021 again, just for the fact that it was like the first real show I'd been to since the pandemic started where it was a full arena, you know, 10, you know, over 10,000 people were there um, being able to share with, you know, my friends and my family. Um, but just like you both have said, just a lot of great matches. I mean, you had that really banger of an opener with uh, Miro and Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. going through, you know, obviously punk and Darby Allen Um MJF and Jericho was really good. Had an old school feel with the dusty finish and everything, which I loved. I was in tears. Um, yeah, it was a, yeah, that was a great one. Uh, this the just just the 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 steel cage match, which literally just I think was so good. It just it drained the crowd because everybody was so tired after mm-hmm. that. And again. I was like referencing that match because it went. It took my uh, my cousin Jerry, who'd come up from uh, he lives in Evansville, Indiana, and he'd come up and on with his daughter and then his uh, his brother to uh, see the show. And he went from sounding like a good old uh, Southern Indiana country boy to sounding like Brian freaking freaking flying Brian Pillman because he lost his voice during that match. But just that, you had the the Casino Battle Royal with the women that featured the you know the debut of Ruby Soho. And then just that excellent main event between Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. Just surprise, taking away the surprise, just those two had two really good matches this year. And, the, you know, and I mean, both were really good. But, yeah, obviously the factoring into the surprises with Danielson and Cole and Minoru Suzuki coming out after Mox versus uh, – you know, uh, oh God! Uh, Come on now, Kojima. Thank you. Uh, apologies to uh, <clears throat> Satoshi Kojima was a definitely a hard hitting match, but I mean, it's just being able to be there live. It was just it's it's probably the best wrestling show I've ever been to, just because just from start to finish, it's just you really there was you you could you would, couldn't sit down for long because it's like the moment you go sit down, something would happen and you'd be out of your chair yep. and then probably I paid for a seat just to take it home i'd barely use the thing yeah you did and you at least you uh at least you know you didn't have to pay like two three hundred dollars like some people were paying just to get the seats after the show <laughs> right but but just overall though like i said when it comes down to like show of the year or like my favorite show that i've watched you know on paper you know on tv or something it's just I, I just with final battle. I mean, literally, though they everybody went out there and just laid it on the line. They lay they they went out there 
like it was probably going to be their last time because for a lot of these people, or at least for, you know, these people performing in Ring of Honor, it could have been their last time. But it didn't. Nobody phoned it in. In fact, I think everybody literally just didn't leave anything to chance. I mean, there was not a bad match in that card. And and I thought my, my favorite match from that show was the fight without honor with uh, Shane Taylor and Kenny King. And, yes. you know, it, it wasn't captured on TV, but uh, Joey K. Uh, Twitter uh, Twitter stock rose that night when he posted that really cool picture with all the uh, the African American wrestlers in the ring after that match, which was a really cool moment that unfortunately got cut off for those of us watching on TV because I believe that's where the uh, the CM Punk promo had come in. Which again, you know, was cool for you know Tony Khan to you know allow the W you know the uh, guys that he has under contract to, you know, do some videos, you know, talking about their time in Ring of Honor. You had CM Punk, you had Brian Danielson, you had Adam Cole, um, you know, and then lending out Jay Lethal for the show because, you know, the stuff that came up with Bandito. But, I mean, it's just – it's just – that – and we all talked about on our, you know, on a, you know, more a recent episode of uh, the, the show, which you can – all our old episodes you can check out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast from. We all talked about, you know, is Ring of Honor truly done? And with the fact that these titles are going to be defend, being defended, you know, in different promotions, it was just recently announced that Jonathan Gresham's defending the Ring of Honor title against Chris Saban at uh, Hard to Kill. Um, I mean, Roxy's got to, yeah. Ro- Roxy's eventually going to be looking like she's mm-hmm. going to be going up against Deanna Perrazzo in a, women, a winner take all. Um, you got the Briscoes who are, you know, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I mean, are they going to show up in AEW sometime in the near future to get some, you know, retribution on um, FTR? I mean, there's just so much going on with Ring of Honor that I think we were all in agreement that uh, Ring of Honor will be back in some way, shape, or form. But we talked about, you know, our favorite shows and moments that stuck out. Let's start talking about, like, individual matches that really stuck out for us in 2021. And uh, for me, I the like just one match, and I was just recently a couple of matches I want to talk about. I just recently thought, you know, been thinking about and because they've been talk about on um, Busted Open with like you know Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer going over their match of the year picks, and uh, the one that I really started thinking about, and I'm gonna just come out and say I think this is gonna be my pick for my favorite match of 2021, and I got to talk to. Uh, the man who won the match about it at Warrior Wrestling. I think Javon was there with me when I was talking about it. And to me, my favorite match from uh, this past year was uh, Will Ospreay versus Shingo Takagi from, uh, I believe it was uh, Wrestling Dontaku Night 2 at uh, New Japan. Um, they went about 45 minutes just back and forth, just hard-hitting action. And we've talked about how amazing Osprey has become since he's changed his style to more of a ground base instead of doing all the aerial tactics, which are great and stuff. It just seems like he's grown so much and it's just that match. is just, I need to go back and watch it again, just to be reminded just how good it was. But uh, one other match that I want to talk about is going to, it, it was a match that happened on impact wrestling that really nobody's, it, it just, it kind of just falls back on the fact that it just stinks that Impact Wrestling sits on such a crappy channel where it doesn't get enough views because I feel like if it was on TNT or, you know, USA or somewhere that has a, you know, much larger viewership, 
people would probably still be talking about this match. And that is the 60-minute Ironman match between TJP and Josh Alexander from Impact Wrestling. Yeah. I mean, that was just – it started out on their um, their their kickoff show or whatever they call it, Before the Impact. Before the Impact. Yeah. And then they – I believe the – what was it, like the last uh, like 10 minutes or so were actually on the main show. I believe you can go on their YouTube pay impacts, YouTube page to get the full 60 minute uncut match and everything. And guys, if you don't have impact wrestling or, you know, go out and find, go out of your way to find this match because it is a, it is one of the better Iron Man matches I've ever seen. And I'm actually, uh, since we're talking, I just mentioned him. I'm going to uh, give out my award. I call this the Jim Morrison break on through to the other side award for Breakout Performer of the Year for 2021, and that goes to Impact Wrestling's very own Josh Alexander. I mean, when, back beginning of the year, if you had told me that Josh Alexander would have carried that X Division, had a brief run with the Impact World Championship, and by and winning that championship by making Christian Cage tap, I mean, and then it's just unfortunately that Jerk Moose had to call his shot and stuff, and you know, basically uh, make. Jovan do, uh, you know, pl- figure out ways to uh, satisfy himself, you know, in the meantime, which we're not going to talk about here. But, I mean, it's just well, – I think a lot of us were kind of worried about what would happen with Josh Alexander when Ethan Page left, you know, left uh, Impact to go to AEW. And, you know, the kind of the old – you know, the whole uh, Shawn Michaels, Marty Gennetti comparisons were creeping up there was, you know, Josh Alexander going to become – you know the the new Marty Janetti or whatever, but he 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 proved that every all the doubters wrong because I mean he quickly became one of Impact Wrestling's top stars and I mean there you could talk about all these other guys that have breakout you know Dante Martin, um, MJF who's continuing to you know break out even further and stuff. But just to me, nobody I think nobody saw their stock rise any more than uh, my pick for uh breakout star of the year, Josh Alexander. I want up um, you on yeah. that. I want up you on that because that whole, you know, who's Sean, who's Marty in that. I think everybody had it wrong. Everybody yeah. really felt like Ethan page was going to be the breakout, the Sean Michaels of that. And he absolutely has the ability to, but he got buried in AEW's mid card somewhere in there and he's just a non-factor on their television he's a non-factor anywhere i mean he's doing segments with dan lambert for christ's sake so and then meanwhile the flip of that is where a lot of people felt like oh wow alexander might flounder a little bit he's going to be the marty of this and this guy has pulled off and had some amazing matches he's built himself into a real star a single star Excuse me, real singles are because the North was amazing. If you didn't watch Impact to watch the North, I don't know what the hell you're doing. Um, but he, he built himself into an absolute single star and, and he's great. Um, he's done nothing but impress me in his run this year. I, I mean, and I, I think I speak for all of us. He's probably impressed every single one of us here. Man, yeah, DJ, yeah. you got you're you're giving him your award this year. Um, Javon, like, I mean, you agree with me on that. Dude, easily. Um, you look at certain guys kind of have that stigma that they're tag team specialists, right? You you look at FTR, those are tag team specialists. You look at 
you know, Marty Janetti and Shawn Michaels, you know, they were like, okay, tag team, they're great. But when they split, there's obviously a power couple. There's somewhere in that path. There's someone in that couple that's going to just really break off. Same thing could be said with the Street Profits. We all know that when they eventually break up, Montez Ford is going to the moon. He has it. He has it. To the moon! But that's what we thought about Ethan Page. We thought Page was the charismatic one in the group. He was the one who had, you know, he he was the equivalent of the five-tool player. This guy can do it all. He's got the look. He's got the voice. He's got the promos. He just needs to do it all by himself. And when push came to shove, he couldn't do it by himself. He needed that second person. No. I don't uh, think it's not that he can't do it by himself. I don't think he he's given the opportunity, opportunity, in my opinion. Um, he Y'all think he's waiting for a time to break off. So him and Scorpio Sky break up, he might I, have something. He's not waiting. You know, this is, we, we, you know, let's let's call it what it is. This is a business. He's not waiting. He's putting the spots where he's at. He's, you know, he's given direction. He's given, you know, what they want of him. It's not his opportunity to go out there and just say, I'm going to go out here and do this because honestly, the guy is absolute money. I don't think any of us will deny how talented Ethan Page is because he is, but um, I just don't feel that he's been given the opportunity. He's been given a, a spot to shine in. They pretty much brought in somebody who's um, has all the tools to be a single star, and they put them right back into a tag team again, and a tag team that they don't even feature. That's a bigger problem to me than anything. If him, if him and Sky got to feature, and were one of the, they could be one of the best tag teams in AEW, hands down. Well, Sky's have, a hell of a performer solo. Exactly. I mean, you have two individuals who you know can be amazing in tag teams. And can be individual breakout stars, but they're not getting anything. I mean, if you if you have them sitting up in the nosebleeds with Dan Lambert while he screams over people telling him he's a fat ass for five minutes, I mean, where's that featuring you? I mean, yeah. it's not. It, it sucks for him. So props to Impact for saying, hey, we're going to give Josh the spotlight. You know, yeah. he, he wants to run it. Let him run with – let him take the ball and run with it. And he has. He I mean, it. how much more lovable – did he become after finally winning the title and dropping it moments later to Moose? So I good. mean, I'll drink to that. That's some classic. That's some classic sympathetic baby face shit right there. I mean, I, uh, the guy he climbs to the top of the mountain. He touches the title. He has it in his hands, and he gets it essentially, you know, stolen away from him. And now he's back to square one. And now he's rebuilding himself again. I mean, that's just that's just great. It's great storytelling. Uh, yeah. Again, props to Impact. Nobody's watching it, but goddamn it, there's some great storytelling, and there's some really talented people on the roster. Uh, more Hell people yeah. should check it out for sure. But watch yeah, Impact. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's probably the best breakout star this year. I, I can't even think of anyone else who would who's had a better year. Josh no Alexander, one's captivated like Josh Alexander has. Yeah. So what about you guys? What about your uh, favorite matches from uh, 2021? Hot one. Go ahead and take it. I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh, man. Well, I know I'm going to pick one that you're going to pick. But that, uh, you know, fight without honor, that that's, that is, to me, overtook the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros cage match. And... 
I keep fighting between that one and Lucha Bros. Yeah. Which one was my favorite all year? But that one took tops. Just for the reason that if you look at everything they did in that match, all the false finishes, all the big spots, these two guys, it literally felt like somebody was going to die in this match. And if you saw the match, the way that ladder slipped, somebody could have died in that match. But Jesus, what a match. To me, that match, it was everything. I was there in Baltimore sitting solo because there was no one next to me because I had a weird seat situation, which was badass. <laughs> Sitting there solo, eating a piece of shit barbecue sandwich, which I won't get on again, but it was all <laughs> worth it. Go back to our, uh, I believe it was last week's episode. When last week's about episode. That <laughs> yeah. Listen to, listen to that bullshit. But uh, Do better, Baltimore. Baltimore. Do, Do better. better. <laughs> Do better. You NBC my ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That that match there, man, made it all worth it. It, it made it worth that uh, that horrible sandwich. It made it worth me not getting the froyo. Made my whole bad decisions that I made while I was there right. It, it was amazing. Um, on that, I will put. About the sting about not having a rental car. Made me forget about the sting of not having the rental car. Yeah, definitely big time on that one. Thank you, DDJ. I'm trying to get past that. Um, let's see. That's payback for your uh, all your. Your moose talk and moose uh, gesture. <laughs> moose. Happened at the expense of my breakout star, Josh Alexander. It made your breakout star better. He'll be good this year, too. Um, matches in consideration, like I said, the cage match from All Out. Um, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson from Asher Arthur. Um, Arthur Ash, you mean? Arthur Asher. You know what I mean. I have dyslexia in mixes. <laughs> 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 Let's see here. What was another one? Um, How about Danielson and Hangman? Danielson and Hangman was really damn good. I'll put up there Thunder Rosa and Ali Catch from GCW. I'll put up there GCW's um, O3HIO and the MDK in their rule, in their version of the Art of War, which is the uh, War Games match that they had. That was fucking nuts. Um, but out of all those fantastic matches, man, I, I just had to keep going back to that match without honor. Kenny King and Shane Taylor just destroyed each other, destroyed the fans, you know, voice boxes, destroyed Joey K's hands, and almost destroyed my stomach while I was eating that chicken sandwich. <laughs> oh, man. Um you guys have like probably have hit almost every single match on my list. Um, I Osprey well, versus Shingo. What sticks out though? Even if it's one that was already mentioned. Um. All right. I'll tell so you what I'm, sticks out? I'm <laughs> hey now, big guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. No. Oh, let, me, let, let me let me hit. So, um, Osprey versus Shingo. I mean, two two years ago. Do you think that'd be a match we'd be talking about as a match of the year contender? I Let mean, alone for the heavy the world championship. Yeah, I'm, I wow. I mean, Osprey at, and DJ, you said it. Osprey's changed his style up. Um, very reminiscent of when Kenny went from the juniors to the heavyweight division, um, uh-huh. and and he made it work. And Osprey has done 
I'm dare I say even more in his transition to becoming a bigger, I mean, he's a bigger heel than Kenny. I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, and he, he's fantastic. I mean, the guy is just amazing. Um, but him and Shingo put on a show and I am very, very excited for Wrestle Kingdom next week. Um, all three freaking nights of it. Let's go. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Cause don't forget, don't forget, uh, New Japan versus Noah on night three, which is like, it's like the ultimate bonus episode of, of Japanese wrestling. I am so excited about, I know it's not getting as much love as, you know, nights one and two because of the title matches and things like that. But damn. Um, anyway, um, the fight without honor. I, I mean, I know I've talked a lot about this. Check my social media out. I have shared a lot of thoughts about it, too. He um, shared a lot of photos, which I've asked for. So I'm going to get them just like you, Mark's at home, off of the social media page. God, you are up my ass, sir. Uh, no, I do have to send them. I'm, really ter- <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really terrible at sending them. Uh, I have so many. That's a pr- part of the problem. But um, either way, that match, I mean, that was... The match itself, the physicality was top-notch. It was crazy. It was a beautiful car crash that told an amazing story. And the finish that people didn't get to see at home really just was like an amazing moment for pro wrestling, in my opinion. Um, There's that. Uh, Man, I'm actually going to throw out some WWE love here, too. And I know as much as I shit on their product nonstop, but damn it, um, Edge versus Rollins too at SummerSlam is up there ah. for a really fucking great match this year. Um, you know, and I know, like I said, I, I shit on their product so much, but that match delivered. That was probably the highlight of SummerSlam for me uh, total. Um, but a really, really great match, great story. Um, Edge just does what Edge does best, and it's amazing. Um, and uh, I'll even and throw one can, in. Can I interject something about. here, real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So, you, you, we talked about earlier about CM Punk coming back after being gone for seven years. Mm-hmm. Edge, this is Edge who came back at last year's Royal Rumble 2020 after being right. gone for nine years, wrestled for a few months, got hurt again. So, essentially. This is Edge's first real, like, solid run, extended run since 2011. So we're talking 10, almost 11 years. And to be able to still go out there, probably looking better than ever in terms of his uh, conditioning, and to have that match against Rollins at SummerSlam, then the rematch at Madison Square Garden, then the final blow-off at the uh, Crown Jewel, it just absolutely just speaks to how awesome Edge is. Uh, I had to throw that out there. Sorry, Joey K. Continue. Yeah, on. No, um, I agree. I mean, the whole he came back in this whole like old man Logan type character, which is just super awesome because it really fits for him. Great movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, and just geez, better comic like, books. Yeah, the book the books were actually better than the film. But um, you know, damn, he's really great. He he's just. I mean, talk about somebody who deserves a you still got it chant. Ooh, Jesus Christ. So um, that leaves me with just a couple here. Um, Kenny versus Brian title match, the 30-minute time limit draw. I've already given my thoughts and feelings on that. 
that was a match that I loved because I got lost in it. And like when the finish hit, like I was sitting there like, wait, what happened? I was so lost in the match because they are that good that I didn't even realize we had a 30 minute time limit and we went, went to a draw. So that was a huge one, but um, I'm actually going to give the credit words here, which is again, hangman versus Brian. That's probably going to be my match of the year. Um, Wow. Okay. Just for, for two reasons. Number one, watching Brian Danielson, be the Brian Danielson I've waited for since the early 2000s. It's all worth it. It is all worth it. The American Dragon, that style that he has, that was that you saw in early Ring of Honor, that was stifled for a long time in WWE. Now you get to see the fully developed, fully matured version of that. And... Uh, that it's just you might as well just fucking print money. I, I mean, if you're not a fan of watching um, Brian Danielson wrestle, I, I don't think you're a wrestling fan because the the guy is just. I mean, he's gonna go down as one of the all time greatest. He already is, mm-hmm. but absolutely well. And part two of that match is, I love Hangman. I've been a Hangman Page fan for years. Um, I've, I've loved the cowboy shit gimmick. I've loved a lot of things. I didn't like the Dark Order stuff. I still don't particularly care. But I overall really, really enjoyed Hangman. And to see Hangman have a moment where he gets to hang 60 minutes out there with arguably the GOAT, one of the greatest of all time, that to me was like the, this guy is made. I mean, he has come full circle. He was the baby of the group. Um, I see what you assholes are doing on screen. I just don't particularly care. I'm going to keep talking anyway. Uh, You're stupid, stupid fucking mask shit. Uh, You know, he was the baby of the group. When you talk about Kenny and the Bucks and Cody, he was the one who was going to come in just because, like a lot of people said, oh, he's their friend. Hangman made or excuse me, Hangman got made that night. If anybody doubted his ability to go, his ability to carry the heavyweight title, that was it. He went 60 minutes with, with in my opinion, the greatest professional wrestler of the past 20 years. And, Jesus Christ, imagine what he can do with Sheamus. Uh, <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> He's gonna fuck me up now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, about that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna gloss over that. But you know, Hangman was made that night, and yes, a lot of that credit will go to Brian because he can he can do that to talent. He can he, can, he has that ability. But there's two people in that match. And Hangman absolutely held his own, and I was I was impressed. Sixty minutes is hard to do in twenty twenty one. I mean, we saw we saw it with Alexander and TJP. That was a great Iron Man match, a really great Iron Man match. We saw the the early workings in the the Kenny Bryan match for thirty, and Hangman just came out. He he just performed 
above any expectation I had. So for me, that was a match that kept me in for an entire 60 minutes, and I loved it. Loved every second of it. And that's probably going to be my match of the year. So, so Joey K, Joey K, let me just re-clarify <laughs> something for you. Yeah. You said – Oh, come on. Once again, once again, we have a frozen screen and no internet connection from the hot one. No, no episode. Apparently, no episode of Shooting Shit is complete without uh, Jovan's uh, internet screwing up on him. But uh, one one of the things, and he kind of, Jovan kind of, you know, made the little comment about Seamus, but just think about what that 18 second match kind of laid the groundwork for for you know for Danielson during his time in the WWE because if you remember the next night on Monday night raw after that match there were the yes that's when the yes chance really first started you know 100%. yeah yeah and that's so and we've officially lost uh the hot one here so uh we are uh going to uh kind of just buy buy some time here before we uh uh, before he comes back and stuff, but um, yeah, it's that 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 one. And the thing was, and to me, the mark of a really good match is when it goes, like you said, forty-five minutes with, like, in the case of Shingo versus Osprey, or sixty minutes mm-hmm. with, you know, Hangman and Danielson, or sixty minutes with uh, TJP and Josh Alexander. It didn't feel like it was sixty minutes. That's and that is the the classic staple of having matches like that. Like I said, mm-hmm. the Kenny Bryan one, thirty minutes went by in the blink of an eye to me as a fan, yeah. and I just really got into it. I really loved what was going on in the ring. Um, I love the story that they were telling. You know, um, Hangman and Bryan did the same thing for me on a bigger scale because we went the full sixty. TJP, uh, Josh Alexander did that because that was the match. It was like. You know, I think where's in the group chat, Javon was like, Yo, you gotta check this match out. This is this match mm. is getting crazy. This match is getting crazy. So I, I threw it on and I was like, Holy shit, blown away. Fantastic. Yeah, and uh I uh I'm trying to think here because my uh, camera's frozen on my end too. You can you hear me okay still? I can hear you. We got audio, we're okay. good. Okay. Okay, hot one's coming in here, so let me uh, get him back on and stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna duck out real quick while you two chit chat uh, to see if I can get my camera fixed. So uh, carry on for a bit, and I will uh, be right back. Oh, did you had issues too? Well, yeah, a little camera issue happening. All right, cool. I guess he's gonna edit all this up. Probably. It's okay though. No, we were just shooting a little bit about, like, you know, this year we've had some really, really classic matches that have gone 30, 45, 60 minutes. You know, Osprey, Shingo, 45-minute classic. You know, TJP, Alexander, Iron Man uh, with the overtime. And then we had, you know, Brian and Kenny for 30 minutes that just went by. And I just said it it went by in the blink of an eye. And then we had – the hangman match, which went, which went to a 60 minute draw. And it was just like, Jesus, like who would have ever thought after years of watching WWE product that we'd be sitting here going like, wow, a 45 minute match, a 60 minute match. 
shit, a 30 minute match. That's that's right. not that's not the mainstream WWE product. You know, that's not what, what they do. Right. So, you know, and we're talking about a lot of our match of the year contenders are all like these long time limit, long format matches so, with great storytelling. Joe, okay, let me get this correct. Let me make sure I got you right. I'm hearing you correctly, my friend. Mm -hmm. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes. That's a long time to perform, ain't it? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe in some of your households, but in Casa del Premier, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So, and ladies and what, gentlemen, uh, in the what, shooter's what, gallery. Hey, which, real quick before you go into it, which one do you go just cut your plug off? He cut the fucking plug off. Unbelievable. Because I was trying to talk before he started his plug, so... But anyways, I was going to ask you, do you go longer with lefty or righty, Joey K? Left, lefty or righty? <laughs> wow, you're you're a true you're a true gentleman, DJ. Gentleman but I'm even more of a gentleman, and a gentleman never tells. So, ooh, all right. Pop, but all you, but all you ladies out there, the premiere is ambidextrous. Just so you know. He's dying down there. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Whew. He even uses his feet sometimes, so he really likes to get wild. Anyway, if you want to be like the premiere up there, ambidextrous, just straight up dexterous with the feats, ladies and gentlemen of the shooters club, make sure you get in to those blue chewable pills by blue chew. You can go ahead and chew it, and you can do it, but it also makes sure you're ready for the Hot Ones Trophy Award of 2021. Ooh, what do we got? Mine is that dump truck of... Oh, my God. Not again. The number... I'm, you know, I'm going to give you some... Dude, your internet just cut out completely. You heard nothing. What did you miss? Like, where was I? Uh, you were just I doing your know. jump truck award, and that's when you froze, when you made this face. Nice. That's my O face. Yeah, um, you are Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Office space. Another classic movie. <laughs> the dump truck award of the year. I'll give you the nominees. You guys can weigh in as well. I'll give you Tay Conti. Thunder Rosa, show some love for the newbie, Sky Blue. And, fellas, y'all throw one out there. Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss. Hot damn. You know what? <laughs> I'll keep Sunny in there. That's okay. Let's see who's going to get the award. You know what? The first ever Hot One Dump Truck of the Year for 2021. Is that damn sunny kiss? Oh, that's how you bring it around full circle, ladies and gentlemen. And ladies and gentlemen, Giovanni, Giovanni, uh, the hot one here just blew his whatever little chance he had for Tay Conti. Breaking news: She's on date night with Sammy G right now. So you know, I'm not gonna. Uh, don't feed into that bullshit. No, it is. She she just put it on Twitter. Her and uh, Sammy are out there eating, and she put it on their date night. So feed into my ass. It's real. Mm -hmm. Don't get work, Joey. So, she put so, it herself. So, so, 
So now does this mean that you're going to start cutting promos on Sammy Guevara? Sammy G, you think you had it hard last weekend when you got not one, not two, but three crossroads in a row to lay you flat? I'll let you know right now, Sammy G, it's only going to take one of the most dangerous moves in all of pro wrestling to take you down when I see you again. One move, four letters, spell it out with me, all you shooters out there. W-O-R-M, worm. I'm coming for you, Sammy. And we live in the same state. I'll find you. Oh, boy. All right. So now that we're restraining uh, coming around. Anybody else? I feel no, a good. lot of hate coming around for our show now. <laughs> yeah, whatever few fans we had left, we may have just lost them. So, but we're going to keep doing it because we love doing this show. So, the year but, uh, end episode 18 where we jumped the shark. Oh, we jumped the shark a long time ago. Yeah, somewhere around episode four. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the episode where you wouldn't shut up, Joey K? Another. I don't remember. I might behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so we we talked about matches, we talked about shows, we talked about this and that. You're also three sixteens. Yeah, we uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some performances or you know overall like uh, our favorite wrestlers, and we'll do we'll do we'll kind of do a little bit of a rapid fire type thing here. So, like we had a lot of guys had memorable years, but. Who is your pick for uh, your favorite tag team of this year? Uh, Hot one, lead us off. My favorite tag team of the year is also my favorite chicken farmers of all time. Give me dim boys, the Briscoes. Joey K? Well, stealing my thunder. That's cool. But, yeah, absolutely. That's my pick. That's my my pick. The Briscoes uh, especially, too. I mean, I don't think any tag team has me more excited looking forward to 2022 and what they're going to do right now than the Briscoes, hands down. Bark at him, Joey. Bark at him. Bark at him, Joey. <laughs> great, great pick. Uh, like, this, 2021 was the year where I, w- I, you know, really got into the Briscoes. But just for me, just coming off the heels of just that amazing cage match, I got to go with the Lucha Brothers as my tag team of the year. I believe they've only lost – one time at, at, at this whole year, and that was when they lost the uh, AAA uh, tag team titles to what was it? The Super Ranas, aka yep. FTR. Um, but uh, just, just, I mean, really, I mean, just they, they just are just continue to amaze just how good they are, and their their styles are so drastically different. I mean, you've got Ray Phoenix, who's basically the this generation's Rey Mysterio, and you got Penta, who is just just so good and so over with the crowd, and just yeah, I just for me, I gotta go with the uh, the Lucha Brothers as uh my uh my my tag team for 2021. Uh, moving on to the ladies because there were a lot of ladies that had some good had a good 2021. Um, uh, Joey K, who's your uh uh, theme, uh lady wrestler of uh, 2021? Hands down, the AEW Women's Champ, Britt Baker. She had a huge year. She is the champ. Um, And it's awesome to see her rise to where she's at right now throughout the year. Hot one? 
<sighs> IWC, come at me, bro, if you want to. My lady of the year is Thunder Rosa, not just for what she's done in AEW, what she's done with GCW, what she's done with Mission Pro Wrestling, what she's done over the indies, Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion. This woman is constantly working. Name me a woman's wrestler who is outworking freaking Thunder Rosa right now, and I'll change my pick. Great picks, great picks. But for me, I gotta go. I gotta go with Impact Wrestling's uh, Diana Perazzo as my 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 lady of the year. It just she's literally she's not the champion right now. She's gonna be the champion very shortly here once she gets her hands on Mickey James at Hard to Kill. But I just week in week out, great match, great match, great match. She's also had did some work with the NWA. She made the appearance at Final Battles. She's got that impending uh, winner-take-all match with Roxy. I mean, just for me, I got to go with uh, Deanna Perrazzo as my uh, female uh, lady wrestler of the year. And uh, we go. Let's move on to the men. Uh, I'm gonna start this one off. I I gone, I've gone back. Start us off with the men. I'm gonna start you off with the men. This one was probably like the toughest for me to decide on because I have two that I really think you could say either one and I would personally be fine with it. But just for me, I got to go with Kenny Omega because he's, he was the uh, AEW champion for the majority of the year up until full gear, but he, he was, you know, he had the match with Danielson. He had the exploding barbed wire death match. I'm, I mean, or whatever you want, it, it ended up being just with, you know, what happened at the end of that. But he still went in and did that match with Mox. He had the the, the, the two matches against Christian Cage. Uh, he had a really good match with Jungle Boy on an episode of Dynamite. I mean, it's just, he was, he, he not, not, let's not also forget, at one point, he was the uh, AEW World Heavyweight Champion. He was the Impact World Champion. He's the tri- He was the AAA Mega Champion. I mean, he was the belt collector um, and stuff. And, I mean, he may, you know, and stuff. And it's just, to me, he, I, I just, in finding out, like, after he lost to Hangman, that he was working most of the year, like, banged up with a really bad shoulder and all these different injuries that he's finally now taking time off to get himself fixed up. And he want and the sheer fact that he probably could have taken the time off earlier, but he wanted to stick around just so that the story with Hangman would get its, you know, Get to, you know, see its conclusion. I that really, that really hit home with me, just because it just shows how dedicated he is to this business and how dedicated he want, how much he wants to see AEW succeed. And you know, and he wants you know, you know, see you know, Hangman get his just due and stuff. But I mean, the other guy that I was thinking about, I mean, and again, so if one of you guys said this guy, I'd be okay with it. And I mean, I'll be with okay with whoever you guys say, just as long as Javon doesn't say moose, because then we all know he's just being a mark. But no, for me, the other guy that I was considering with this is Roman Reigns. I mean, he's, he's been universal champion basically since like right at, since payback of uh, last year, which was like a week after SummerSlam. He had, you know, the, the amazing triple threat match at WrestleMania with Edge and Daniel Bryan. He's had the, you know, he's had a couple really good match. He's, you know, has had the match with uh, Brock Lesnar. He's actually getting wrestle- ready to wrestle Brock Lesnar on New Year's Day. Um, he had a really good match with uh, the Demon Finn Balor. I mean, he's literally everybody that that they put up against him, he's taken down, and it's just, I mean, he had that that 
amazing kept match with Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble earlier this year. I mean, it's just again, but I mean, I just I can't overlook everything that Kenny Omega's done and just the variety of matches he he he's been in. That's why he's my my male wrestler of the year uh, for uh, 2021. Uh, Joey K, what say you? Uh, my runner-up, Jonathan Gresham, the reigning defending Ring of Honor champion, former Pure champion this year, um, had an amazing 2021, and he is going to have an even bigger and better 2022. Uh, he is my runner-up because I do have to say the number one on my list, Brian Danielson. Brian, what Brian Danielson has done since uh, Labor Day weekend is no doubt one of the greatest weekly performances of the you know of, what five month run. He he's yeah. put in some of the most amazing matches I've seen in years. Um, I, there's nothing I could say bad about it. He's my absolute performer of the year. But like I said, runner up Jonathan Gresham. That's my my one and two. Beautiful hot one. My number two is also going to be somebody that I hold near and dear to my heart. And you guys could suck eggs. My number two is going to be Moose. Damn it, Moose. The man made himself a star this year. That, that hey, I got another man. award I want to hand out. The, uh, we're going to call us the Skidmark Award winner. It goes to our very, very own hot one, Jay Minacho. <laughs> Thanks. I'd like to thank my mom. I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to thank my mom. I'd like to thank my dad. I'd like to thank all the underwears that I've had to throw away over the years for all the skid marks on those. I've been a mark, ladies and gentlemen, all my life, and I'll continue to be a mark. God dang it, Moose. Okay, so back to it. Number two is Moose because of the star performance he put on in that multi-man tag match with the young bu- with the good brothers and Kenny Omega versus Team Impact. Moose made yes. himself there. He continued to grow out throughout the year. He finally got the title towards the latter part of the year. You look at the man that he used to be to the man he is now with the change in diet and the change of focus. He looks like an absolute killer right now. For those reasons, Moose, you're my number two. But my number number one, one, number one in my heart, yes. But my number one has to be the god of pro wrestling, the real god of pro wrestling, the belt collector. Hailing from North Carolina, the one and only cleaner, Kenny Omega, who also is, wait for it, because DDJ listed all the great matches, all the great accomplishments. The fact that he's been working injured, the fact that he's had vertigo, it's been very dangerous for him to be in the ring, but he still pushed it to make sure that he was in the big spots when he needed to be. That's what makes Kenny Omega not only my number one, but it makes Kenny Omega the inaugural winner of the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes Do the Work Trophy. Congratulations, Kenny Omega. You deserved it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to quit the show at this point. I can't. I can't do this. This show has been so bad. Not only have we lost our fans, but we've lost our co-hosts as well, too. If we're giving out miserable awards, though. I'm going to give you the first annual Premier's Most Lovable Asshole of the Year Award. And that goes to none other. Now, there's there's some competition this year. We're talking lovable assholes. But none other than GCW's own 
Tony Deppin. And if you need to understand how much of a lovable asshole he is, please go back and watch his feud with comedian, alleged comedian Ron Funches. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, they, that was great. Uh, and also check out his shirts. Literally has a text conversation with Funch's ex-wife printed out on one of his t-shirts. If that doesn't make you a lovable asshole, I don't know what does. Congrats to you, Tony. I feel like Man. I'm taking some heat for my trophy. I mean, they're... I, I gave fuck your trophy. <laughs> I am so sick of hearing this bullshit about anything Cody Rhodes or Moose tonight. I'm going to fucking throw this fucking laptop out the window. I swear to God. They didn't win any awards from me. I just named one award after Cody Rhodes because he does the work. Kenny Omega did the work. Come on, it, it fits. I mean, because you're the fucking throat goat over there for Cody doesn't mean, like, you know, we have hey, to have hey, awards hey, named after him now. Hey, uh, hey God, Premier. Damn. Yeah. Premier. You know what? Throughout this whole uh, show, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be a distraction, but I heard this sound that sounded like throughout the whole show that was just. Oh, wait a minute. That was just Jovan kissing Cody's and Moose's and all these asses. Just sucking assholes like he's just, <laughs> you know, taking a bong hit, just getting in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you're going to so, do it, you better do it right and do the work. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> so, so one more thing before we get out of here and call it a night. So we bought, we basically spent the last hour and almost 15 minutes recapping the year that was 2021. But something I want to ask you, gentlemen, this is something that uh, Jovan and I did uh, when we did our year-end uh, review uh, on the junkyard. And that was a making a bold prediction for two th- the, ne- the upcoming year. So in this case, one bold prediction for 2022. Jovan, what do you got? <clears throat> The man known as Kazuchika Okada will be in AEW. Motherfucker, you stole mine. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. Joey K, what do you got? Hot prediction for 2022. We are going to finally see the elite versus the bullet club in AEW. Ooh. It's been sleeping on it for wow. a little while. Cause there's a lot of other moving parts happening in AEW, but it's coming. It's coming. And when we see the gorillas out there, we see Jay white just run NWO style over AEW. Yeah, it's coming. I could see that well, being a united force. Like if that happens, because I see we're headed right now towards an elite civil war with uh, the super click and the new era of AEW. Yep. That's the kind of thing that Ooh, can unite like the that. forces. Poor Roddy. Poor Roddy. <laughs> Poor Roddy. He's going to lose his title and it's going to be dissolved. And then he's just going to wonder what he's doing in his diamond mind. So, so thankfully, I had a backup in place just in case. I didn't think that it, my 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 prediction was going to get t- uh, stolen, but Javon, you you did just that. <laughs> We're but, always um, on the same page. One of us is always stealing from each other, pretty yeah. much. And we don't yeah. discuss beforehand. 
No, actually, you know, that's yeah, full disclosure. We never actually talk about our any topics. I mean, we review the topics, but we never give what our opinions or answers are until we're actually recording live. And it's hilarious how many times that we all fight and argue that somebody stole my pick, you stole my answer. All every episode we have it. Yep. Yep. But luckily, I uh I have a backup. And it's going to stay in the world of AEW. At some point during 2022, MJF will win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Hot take. That's a real hot take. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of a little bit of a play off your uh, Okada coming to AEW. We will see another uh, Okada versus Omega match, this time in AEW. That'd be nice. Has to. Has to happen. Has to. Yeah. So, but I, I, does anybody else think that MJF is just a hair? You know, I mean, a hair above mid right now. I don't think so. I think the guy puts in amazing matches every match he's in, and I, I so his, his work rate. Now the problem is he's not wrestling every week. He's held off. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell me a, a terrible MJF match you've seen in the past year. No, I think, I, I think for me it's just the work rate because I mean he has it. It's just for see, me, I don't. But see that's the point. That's also the character too. You don't yeah, have to. I be... was going to say he he doesn't he doesn't need to wrestle every week because of who he is. He doesn't need to because him not wrestling every week makes the times when he actually does wrestle mean that much more. And since we're kind of talking a little bit here about MGF before we call the night. How good was he in that six man that was just on impact with uh, MJ MJFTR versus Sting, Darby, and Punk? Like he perfect literally feel. perfect exactly. Feel. Like anytime make, Punk was in the ring, he got out. That's what makes him an absolute breakout star. You mentioned it. he was on your list for breakout stars this year. He he doesn't he he can be all the great things about Flair and talk and all that shit. But he doesn't have to go 60 minutes every night with, you know, you know, Jim Davis Johnson from fucking Butte, Montana, whatever fucking territory is on a Wednesday night. <laughs> he doesn't have to put that work in or anything, you know. He can, he can go in there. His matches are must-see because you want to see the person who's really going to give it to him and shut him the fuck up for once. But then let him come out and do what he does best. He gets on the microphone. He talks shit. He gets he gets the good kind of heat for the most part. There's a couple there are a couple spots where I'm like eh, he's not getting the best of heat, but overall, no nobody can nobody can generate the kind of heat that he does on a microphone to just want you to see somebody beat the shit out of him. And that's yep. the mark that that is the absolute mark of a perfect heel right there. Heard I like it. All right. Oh wait, I'm sorry, Jim Heard. Yeah, fuck that guy. You say Hurd? Jim Hurd? Yeah. Pizza yeah. guy? Fuck him. Pizza hut guy. But uh but we I think that's a good point to wrap it up. Fuck Jim Hurd. Perfect way to end 2021. <laughs> Thought we'd be talking about Jim Hurd on our 2021 recap show, eh? Never know what you're gonna get. I'll tell you Never what, know. if Never I had a DeLorean, I would go back in time about to about maybe two hours ago. Uh, and place a bet on that and basically be like, I get guaranteed by the end of the show, someone's going to mention Jim Hurd 
And you guys be like, no, you're a fucking idiot. I'll be like, all right, you want to bet a thousand dollars? Like, oh yeah, it's easy money. And I would have just, you guys would be be owing me a thousand dollars if I can go back in time. Mark it down for 2022. I'm gonna have an <laughs> official Jim Hurt award. You're in award next year. It's coming. Well, a little bit of I'm a. Play, I'm a playing the long game right now. I'm playing the long game right now. There'll be a fucking Jim Hurt, and I'll go back and I'm say, listen to our end of 2021 recap, and tell me I'm wrong. There we go. All right. Call him a shot. So, so, so we 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 we've re- we've ma- somehow managed to work Jim Hurt into our 2021 year in review episode here, and that's just the that's just the just the pure fun that we have doing this show is that. Where else are you going to go and here get a Jim Hurd reference for a 2021 year in review show? <laughs> but anyways, guys, uh, uh, thanks to everyone who's you know listened to us uh, on Apple, Spotify, Google, watched us on YouTube since we started the show a few months ago. Um, thank you guys for uh, allowing me uh, or indulging me in this little project here and. Hopefully 2022 is when we take it to the next level. And uh, yeah, well, we got, well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about and stuff uh, before I go, wherever you got any, you guys and anybody that's listening to this show, whatever you guys do for new year's, be safe, be responsible. If you're drinking, make sure you have a designated driver, take an Uber, uh, crash at your friend's place, get a hotel room, whatever, but just don't do anything stupid because we don't want to start out 2022 with uh, losing lo- losing something in an unnecessary manner. So just be be safe out there and have fun and stuff. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, this hold is on. Uh, this hold been- on, no, 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 no. We're not ending it like that. One last time for the year of 2021. This is your A1 since motherfucking day one. The Pacific Island Playboy, the premier Joey K, telling you this. It has been a fantastic fucking year for the shooting shit boys. It's been a fantastic year for professional wrestling. I don't give a shit what you like. You like WWE and those turds that they produce every fucking week? Awesome. Enjoy it. You love Ring of Honor and sad it's going away for a while? Fucking join the club. If you love AEW and you're marking out to see who's coming through the fucking curtain next, keep going. Keep enjoying it. IWC, take a fucking shower. That's my goal for 2022. Other than that, the premier wants to tell you this. We absolutely love every single person who has listened to us this year. We love every single one of you who's taking the time to either watch us on YouTube, listen to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. We do really appreciate you. We care about you. What DDJ said, absolutely, we 100% all agree with. Please be safe. You're going to be out there celebrating this year uh, for New Year's. Do it in a safe, responsible way because we want you all back again. And buy a fucking T-shirt for once, okay? We're going to put that out there too. But seriously, be safe. Enjoy. Have a great, fantastic, wonderful New Year. And uh, we'll see you again in 2022. Bigger, better, much more hot takes ready to fuck shit up just the way we do and you know what i don't need any blue chew for that baby because i'm going all fucking night long baby that's how we do it here hot hot one take it home i'm just gonna finish the way i started this damn show let's go cody Rhodes. fuck all y'all happy new year let's roll fuck (laughs) (laughs) by the way link for uh link for our teespring store will be in the episode description so click on the link and buy a shirt I had to get his cheat, uh, pl- plug in. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been shooting shit.
do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's the 5 Star Trivia Machine, DDJ. It is the Hot One J, Manacho. And from the guys that shoot shit, we wish, wish you a happy you a holiday. holiday. We wish you a happy holiday. We wish you a happy holiday from the guys that shoot shit. You two absolute buffoons just butchered a holiday classic by not syncing together. This is the premiere Joey K telling everybody, have a wonderful new year. Take care, guys.